All right, welcome to the Against All Odds podcast. Cousin Sal coming to you with heel producer Jim Cunningham and my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Well, I'm not very proud of myself uh, this morning. It started off, uh, you know, I'm a crazy person. I started off at 6 a.m. screaming, obscenities at a young Russian woman. Now, luckily, she was on TV and she was a tennis player competing in the French Open. Anastasia Pavlochenka and I were in a good place again, but she was at 5-3, 30-15 on serve. And then all of a sudden it's 5-5, 15-40. And I'm screaming because I have her parley just to win a set. Brother Brian, you know how this goes. They lose the first set dramatic fashion. They lose the second set. Uh, but anyway, she bounced back. I had her parlay with wow. the Suns. Nice. Who trucked the Nuggets last night, 123.98. That wasn't even close. Good job by you, Anastasia. I apologize for the obscenities <laughs> that you never heard. But yeah, it's a, it's crazy life being a gambler, uh, Brother Bry, right? I mean, at all hours. It starts very early in the morning, and the, and, um, the family well, doesn't seem to understand it. Well, I was going to say, it's early really here for, for that yeah. uh, tournament. It's got to be super early for you. I mean, I, you know, it's. Uh, that tennis stuff, it, it just that that, well, kill, uh, yeah. that that kills me. Like you'll, I'll have you know, you'll have matches where it's like three o'clock in the morning, and I'm waking up and I'm I'm checking on this, I'm checking the scores. It's it's the tennis is tough, man. Especially see, that's the thing. Time. If it's three a.m. Pacific, I normally give up on it, right? I'm like, I <laughs> I just can't do it. I can't do it. But if it's six a.m. or five thirty a.m., I'm like, all right, I gotta watch. Especially if she just needs to win a set, and uh, and coming off that Suns win, they won so easily. I'm like, I'm gonna get screwed here uh yeah but harry what did i do i texted you and as soon as i uh texted you those filthy remarks she went on a run which normally is it goes the other way with you harry just jinxes himself left and right he'll he'll (laughs) go if the tennis player's up five one he'll he'll, he'll start flexing his uh muscles i guess and then all of a sudden they'll have lost the last set right listen just uh, try on the west coast betting korean baseball three in the morning games i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna try well all right Hey, we have Tyron Woodley on. Welterweight, great UFC, and now he is fighting, for God's sakes, what is it, Jake Paul? He's got to win. I don't know what kind of pep talk <laughs> we got to give him, guys, but we have to save these these fights, these pugilistic sports, right? Come for on, sure. Woodley. A wrestler parlay, kid, right? How's he going to beat a, how's he going to stand toe-to-toe with Jake Paul? Probably a lot bigger, right? Yeah, I don't know, so I don't know what Woodley uh Weighs, you know, when he's not cutting weight. So right. he might be a pretty big guy walking around. Uh, that I don't know. Uh, I'm I'd like to see somebody put one of these guys really in their place. I, Wouldn't I, it be nice? Uh, it, it would be nice if it was like a real fight. Uh, I'm not a fan of exhibition type of stuff. You know, uh, when, yes. no matter what sport it is. That's what I want to get in. I want to get in his head, right? We got to get Brother Bry. I think he posted it on Twitter. The exhibitions are... You know, well, we want them all to be like Thunderlips and uh, Rocky Balboa, where it's pretty serious. Yeah, you know, no one needs right. to die. But Paul doesn't need to die in these. Well, but. well, Mickey almost—that's how Mickey ended up dying, right? Mickey was Mickey got that really upset in the Thunderlips that really started it. So yeah, <laughs> Hulk Hogan killed Burgess Meredith. I think <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna have to look back. Yeah, this is a 190-pound fight. Interesting. I don't know. I, I he must be taller though, Paul, Parley kid, right? Jake Paul. He's got to have. Uh, yeah, we just assume. I would assume uh, Woodley is um, not right. very tall. 
We're going to yeah. talk to Woodley. We're going to get in his head. We got to we got to make sure he's serious about this because I can't watch another one of these. It's just too much. <laughs> uh, hey, I can watch a lot more of the Islanders winning. That was fun last night. Parlay kid, you're sporting the hat. Big win now in the final four against Tampa. We're talking about ticket prices. What was it? it was a few hundred bucks last night. But now, like six hundred for Game Three and Four when they get back to the Coliseum. Yeah, it seems like that's as <clears> low <throat> as they'll uh, they're going for right now. Uh, so, but you know, there's a a rabid fan base here. Yeah, on the islands. Uh, no, the Islanders are kind of like America's team, and who's not pulling for the Islanders right now? Everybody across the country is rooting for the Islanders. And as I tweeted out last night, Barry Trotz. Nobody, no other coach gets more out of his players mm. than Barry Trotz. He's probably, in my my mind, the best coach in professional sports. Wow! All right. Oh, oh. look at that. Oh, what do you think, Harry? You, you you don't like that right off the bat? It's too much for to handle. Sports, he said. It's not hockey. Professional <clears throat> sports. By the way, he said everyone's rooting for the Islanders across the country. Darren, I'm rooting for the Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> this country, Harry. We're talking about this yeah. country, America's <laughs> team. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Anastasia Pavlochenko's uh, tennis coach might take exception to that, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll take a look. Islanders win. Yeah, my agent, James Baby Doll Dixon, went to the game last night. Not an, mm. even a big fan. Somebody invited him. He was, yeah, I was banging on the glass, baby. It was. I was right next to Bob Bob Bowie. The fuck, you know, the fans, the Long Island mooks, they were on his case the whole time. It was great. But yeah, so he was there. Everyone's got Islanders fever. You could catch these guys extra point stuff. Com, give out free picks every day. Harry, you um, you had a little bump in the road with uh, no, nothing could be finer than winning with Brittany Griner. You lost that one, right? But I think you yeah. like, hit five or six surrounding six. that pick or something. Uh, yeah, now uh, after last night's win uh, with Jay Crowder going over two and a half threes by the third quarter, I am now six in my last seven. Yeah, these player props, it's something I, I think it's because we're yeah. now at the end of the year. So we have to very real with a, a fine tooth comb. We have to examine these playoff props because right. taking the side in the total isn't enough. And my God, they're right. Uh, either, first of all, either it's a blowout. I feel parlay kid and you get it a win in the second quarter with the with the props or you uh, right. What was eight yesterday? Fifteen and a half points, ten and a half rebounds. And he ended up with 15 and 10. Brother Brian, would you say? Yeah. Here's the thing with betting the overs. They bake in the extra juice or the extra half point or whatever with the overs and the player props and wins or whatever it is. Now, but the equalizer, you might get overtime, which would help if you had an over, obviously. But the, the flip side is you get, and I feel like it's more often than not, you get players sitting the entire fourth quarter. Either they're getting blown out or they're doing the blowing out, right? What was the ratio for players sitting a quarter versus hitting overtime. I feel like it used to be closer and now it's just like, forget it. Oh well, yeah. Sitting. I mean, we were talking about that yesterday. Really there hasn't, you know, aside from the Clippers series, you know, you know, the Knicks had the one, two good games with the Hawks. There was a couple of other good games, you know, one good, one good nuggets. Trailblazers games, yeah, but, yeah. but that series in general, wasn't that great, but yeah, you're just getting a ton of blowouts now. So I think you're right. I, That's I mean, the this, this this goes to our thought, right? I mean, yeah, it's the three pointer, right? Has yeah. led to all these blowouts, but it goes yeah. to our point that maybe, I don't know, maybe we start, you know, maybe you take the unders for, you know, 10 of these guys, you know, and then just the the likelihood is maybe one team has a blowout and you hit. I mean, there's been games where every player has gone under. 
like in, in yeah. terms of one team on these blowouts. Like the and Paul Kidd, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't make sense really because you're right. These are blowouts because of the threes. Okay, so there's more threes, so mo more of these overs should hit, but it doesn't. Nothing really pans out. You can't make heads or tails of it. And I feel like a team could go three for seventeen in the first quarter, and they're they're. It doesn't really matter. They're in the game. The games might be too long or something. But uh, yeah, the playoffs have been. They've sent us upside down. It's too hard to uh, keep track of. Let's take a look at Brooklyn at Milwaukee. Now, obviously, a must win for the Bucs here, who are favored by three and a half. The over-under is 234. We have that uh, extra prop contest. You have Durant points scored plus Bucks rebounds. Go to at extra points pod or at prop swap. You have to follow both accounts to be eligible. Pick a number, combined number, Durant points scored, Bucks total rebounds. And if you're closest, if you're dead on, you can win a $200 futures ticket on the Nets to win the NBA, which is looking pretty damn good right now. It really is. I mean, I don't know what gets in their way. Um, as far as this game goes, must win, obviously, for Milwaukee. I don't know that they stack up against this team in a long series, but I'm going Bucks by 11 or more points plus 260. It's a crazy bet considering that they can't stay within 35 of this Nets team, but they beat the Heat by 34 at home. Um, the Nets, I feel like they get down early. They don't care. The Bucks four and one against the number in the last five playoff games as a favorite. Now, that doesn't get me to 11-plus points, but they have five wins by 12 or more in the last month. I feel like you challenge Kevin Durant and you get hurt, but I'm doing it because it's a must-win. Bucks by 11-plus. Parlay kid. You don't see it going that you're not going that crazy. A little more conservative bet by you. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Bucks minus three and a half here. So I think this is the one game the Bucks get uh mm -hmm. in, in this series. Must win. And I also feel like let's just take a look at uh some of their best players, uh Giannis and also like a guy like Middleton. Middleton is uh shooting terribly Ugh. uh so far in this playoffs. I think coming back home uh to Milwaukee. I feel like some of these guys will find their uh, shooting stroke here and at least for one day, uh, one night, uh, have a big one. And uh, they they uh, they pull this one out. It might be their only one of the series. Yeah, and Harden's out for sure, right? They, they already know he's uh, sitting game three. All right, Harry, you have a player prop. You've done well with these. We made fun of you. We'll get to it again because you're, hit, you're hitting the same thing a little later. But uh, Giannis over KD. Seems good, except, you know, KD might get mad at you. He gets very upset with the fans when you, you talk bad about him. And this is, you're you're no exception, but you like Giannis tonight. Yeah, well, I agree with you guys a little, a lot about uh, how the Bucks are supposed to come out tonight. Um, show some sense of urgency, Milwaukee, really, honestly. I mean, uh, Giannis needs to step it up. So I'm going to take Giannis at minus 120 over KD in points scored. Um, in three regular season games, three regular season games, he averaged 40 against the Nets. In those games, he had 26, 30, and 36 shots. In Monday's loss to the Nets, he had just 18 points and just 15 shots. Milwaukee and the uh, and the Giannis need to step and show some pride, uh, need to get to the line more. Maybe he can get get benefit of some calls by the refs, keep this game closer. Uh, maybe uh, uh, Giannis, like, you know, look, two-time MVP at home, show something here. And get it done. Maybe KD takes a backseat to Giannis tonight. Giannis gets more points than KD. You know, I uh, on Fox Bet Live, I often bring that up, and Clay Travis does. Like, all right, backs against the wall. LeBron's going to get to the line a million times. You just said it with Giannis, and uh, 
Todd Furman says that's a lazy narrative to lean on the refs and say that they're they're gonna but but uh and uh, he can go screw himself because I'm in first place this week right now. I went four What's, for four yesterday. I, I had, like I had, Sally. Uh, hold on, hold on. Hold on let, yeah. let me brag. A bit. <laughs> I had the Islanders to win by three or more goals. Right I had now. this uh, this Russian lady with Phoenix. What else did I had? Paul over over uh, nine and a half assists. I feel like he had that in the first quarter. He went crazy. Four and zero yesterday. I went nuts. So screw you, Furman. But I, I don't know. I actually think that maybe used to be more of the case where. You could count on a star getting to the line in a must-win situation. I I don't know that that's the case. He's over under is thirty-two and a half. Uh, Bry, you don't even care about the points. You're going triple double here. Well, big I like, shot. I like the points. I think Giannis is going to have a big game, but uh, this is not setting up well for us, right? We're all over the Bucks. Yeah, uh, yep, not yep, yep. setting up. But I'm going to go Giannis triple double, twelve to one. Again, I'm not necessarily super comp. You know, I'm not super confident in this game, but I do think Giannis will have a monster game. Look, the Bucs settled for way too many terrible jumpers in game one and two. Their ball movement has been terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giannis is going to have to be aggressive this one. And I think the ball is in his hands more now than the games one and two. He'll find shooters that are wide open. You know, so far from three, they're, this is this is part of our narrative, right, in terms of why we like the Bucs. On the road, they're 14 of 57 from three in games one Jesus and two. Jesus Christ. That's got it. That has to change. I mean, one of these yep. games, they're going to have 23s, right? And I think Giannis gets a bunch of easy assists. So I just like it. 12 to one. It's a fun, fun prop to root for. Uh, but yeah, this might That's not a good be one. setting up you, too You won't well get hurt us. too much. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We all have Milwaukee. I, 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 I don't know. I think we all had them for game two, right? Also, yeah. I mean, I, I yep. definitely did. So. Yeah, we all, we all did. Well, this is it, right? I mean, it's a, it's a very good, great team. Backs against the wall, have to win, and the Nets don't need it as much. Uh, they're, they're terrifying in what they've been doing lately. So, all right. The uh, late night game there, Jazz Clippers. It's a fun one. Jazz three-point favorite, 221. Has that changed? Uh, you know what? That was last night. I should look at this because it is uh, it is of note because it was three and 221. Oh, now it's 223. Oh, boy. <laughs> three <laughs> and 223. So 112-109 was the final. Landed right on three and 221. Uh, and for that reason, now, Bri, you're going to, you're going to take me to task on this, but I just don't want to have to worry about it. I'm taking Jazz money line. I think they dictate the pace. They're minus 154. We're getting in Harry territory now with the, the big minuses, but they're an insane home team now. What are they, 34 and six or something crazy? Yeah, something crazy. Um, the thing that caution, I'm cautioned, uh, you can't get too down on the Clippers or jump to conclusions, especially, I think, in the West. I mean, there was a time when the Lakers were up two to one. And the Suns, you can get them for six to one in that series, and you wouldn't touch it. And how confident were you in the Mavs up two nothing? Right? You're like, oh, the Clippers are going to get swept here, going back to Dallas, and that didn't happen. But I do think this is different. I think this is going to be a home, 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 home thing. Spider Mitchell, forty five, too many easy baskets, right? Parlay kid, you see, like, oh, Dame is out of his mind. He's eight for eleven and threes. It's not the case with Mitchell. Like, just easy baskets, getting to the rim. I don't think they blow game two, but I don't want to take the spread. I don't want to have to worry about like uh, like Rondo hitting a three at the buzzer to cut it to a two-point loss. So I'm taking Jazz minus 154. Bri, you are very confident in the Jazz. You like a minus three and a half on an extrapoints.com. You like them even more. Yeah, an extra points. I think I gave them out minus nine and a half. It was like plus 215-ish. It's actually the, mm-hmm. the, line, the line changed to minus three now, so I feel better about that. Oh, it is back to three. All right. Yeah, it's back to three. It's flip-flopping. 
Um, but I'm, I'm assuming Connolly, I know Connolly's questionable for this game, but I assume after winning game one, I, I assume they'll just let him sit this one until they desperately need him. But besides Donovan, everybody else on the Jazz struggled in that game one. It was just a really bad shooting night for them. I mean, when you miss 21 straight shots and still win that game, that yeah. tells you something. And, you know, I will be honest, Greg Anthony was giving the Clippers credit for their defense, but literally, I mean, out of those 21 shots, it was probably 18 wide open threes that were mm-hmm. uncontested that they just missed. I think, I don't think we get two games in a row of poor shooting from, from the Jazz at home. I think they shoot well early. I, you know, I, again, I think this could be a game where they hit, you know, 23, 25, three pointers. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, based on how these games are, it's hard to get back to back good close games. So I think this one's going to be a blowout and I like the jazz here again. Yeah. I don't know what you do if, if, if you're the Clippers, what do you take away from that game? Do you like, all right, uh, we were on the road. We came off an emotional series against the Mavs. We didn't really need game one. Paul George was awful. Yeah, we still was... only lost by three. Or do you look at it like, um, the jazz missed 21 shots in a row and they didn't have Conley. Who's probably coming back and we still lost the game. I don't know how they, you look at it. If you're, the Clippers. But uh, as you said, Brian, they're like the only team that has exciting games um, consistently in this playoff series. All right, Parley Kid, now you're trolling me again. You're doing it again. <laughs> I don't even know if you realize what you're doing here. I don't know if yeah, this is a, a Yankee thing and Reggie Jackson. You're taking them over <laughs> two and a half threes. I loved them under two and a half threes, and it didn't make any sense because he had like five games in a row where he had over two and a half threes. And then right. I was freaking dead to rights. By halftime, he had three, and I, I don't even know what he ended up with. But my God, he blew me out of the water. So you're going to use all these trends, which I should have used in my favor. You're going to use them the right way. You're going over Reggie Jackson threes. Yeah, he's Sally's he's plus one twelve to go over two and a half threes, which we talked about yeah. uh, the other day, uh, and he's now gone over that number in his last seven games: three, Crazy. four, three, six, three, three. All right, he's very consistent. I think the Jazz have their uh, sights set on st- trying to stop uh, Kawhi and, and George. And I think a lot of teams are doing that, and Jackson's taking advantage. And I think that continues. I think teams are willing to let Jackson make a few shots as long as they don't let their the big guns of mm-hmm. the Clippers get going. So I think Jackson at the plus money here, I'm riding the hot hand. All right, Jackson. A little side note. Also, Sal, if I would have another one, I'd go Royce O'Neal over threes as well. Oh, look uh, at he's you. He's oh, oh, minus is uh, over one and a half is minus 104. He hit zero last game, but prior to that was hitting three, three, three. He was very consistent. Uh, I think he makes a couple early and you win that one too. So you get O'Neal at minus 104 as well. Oh, they like let the him own. fly. They let him oh. fly in these West Coast games, guys. Yeah. I don't know if you could use it to fall asleep because it's the same methodical three high arcing. Okay, it's like counting sheep jumping over a rainbow or something. Or if it's too exciting, it keeps you up. But there is no no shortage of threes in these West uh, Western Conference. Well, well, games. I, well I'll, yeah. I'll ask you guys. What do you guys do when when the game's like in the third quarter and it's twenty five point lead? Like at what at but it's already late at night. You start thinking like, all right, what else am I going to watch? It was like 1145 last night. And I was texting yeah. you guys. You guys have any good TV shows to watch? Because that, yeah, you are. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, but I, but I'm normally just researching which uh, Russian <laughs> tennis player to scream at the next morning. But yeah, that, that's what I do. Uh, all right, Harry. Um, Parley kid, you mistakenly mentioned Kawhi. He more frequently goes as Leonard. And you're doing it again, Harry. You gave, He was minus 180. To outscore Paul George, who, my God, that was that was easy. 
We laughed at you. Not that I didn't think it would happen, but I just thought it was a high price. Now, really, yeah. though, you lose this. You're you're uh, you're doing a disservice to the fans here because it's minus two twenty tonight. You are, but at minus two twenty, I'm taking Kawhi oh. Leonard mm -hmm. over Paul George. Uh, yeah, you mentioned earlier that George just been awful. He's been not. It's not just this year. It's year after year in the playoffs. I'll get to that in a second. But Kawhi's led LA in scoring, even despite his subpar performance for himself in Game One, where he just had twenty three. George had twenty, so I won that one. Seven of eight playoff games. He's led this team in scoring. Uh, Leonard uh, needs help from George, and, and he's not getting it. He didn't get it in game one. He was four of 17 from the field and one of nine from inside the arc, uh, shooting 43% this uh, playoff uh, from the field, 31% from three-point range. In 2020, last year, he was one major reason why they didn't move on, 39% from the field, 33% from three-point range. And the two years in Oklahoma City, didn't shoot better than 43% in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Didn't shoot better than 36% from three-point range. So, again, I know it's a high price here at minus 220, but Leonard over George gets it done again. Yeah, it's almost like you're betting against the dealer who has a six, right? The dealer is is Paul George. Sure. And uh, I, I I don't know what – I was listening to Betting Academy. Gina Paradiso and Kendrick Perkins do a great job right there on uh, extra points. Hit it hit it up on the, uh, on the money grab feed right here for us. But um, – they were talking about Paul George, and I don't know what you label, how you call someone a superstar, but you could say a superstar is someone who demands to get traded and gets his way, right? So that's what Paul George did. And for, for someone like that, Brian, what was the stat? He has 10 playoff games with under 25% shooting. That's astounding. I think that's yeah, what he, it was, right? Yeah, it's something crazy. It was 10 or 12. I mean, he had... He's had a couple yeah. of really bad stats uh, there. Kawhi Leonard must hate him, and um, and maybe <laughs> maybe that inspires him to win this prop of yours, Harry. That's uh, that seems good at minus two twenty. It's unbelievable. All right, Philly at Atlanta. Now this game's not until Friday, right? Right? Yeah, they they play Tuesday. Now it's Friday. Oh man, I saw this. It surprised me. Atlanta's a one and a half point underdog at home. Series is knotted at one two twenty four and a half. Is he over on the, by the way, our race to 10 was a disaster the other day. A disaster. Parley kid, I, I don't blame you. Although it was you who told us. No, to I, take I blame my, okay, I do. Right. Okay, I, I do. Right. I blame me. Okay, good. I do we'll too. blame you. All right, good. We'll blame you. Uh, there you go. Um, that, yeah, we, we, so there was a jump ball. There was a scramble. And then like Danny Green turned it into an immediate layup. We tied it 2-2. And then we went down. We lost 10-2. Like, I guess if you're going to lose, just lose that way. It's better than losing uh, not up nine eight and someone hitting a crazy three or something. But I don't, did they ever get to ten Atlanta? I, I don't know what they <laughs> did. But anyway, uh, I'm going. I'm going against the grain here. First of all, the DeAndre Hunter is he out or is he questionable? He's out for the season. All, all, all of the playoffs. Good thanks, Lord. Thanks, thanks, Hunter. You this couldn't have happened two weeks. <laughs> he was a huge factor in the Knicks series. He was right. huge. Exactly. Huge factor. He just had it out for the Knicks. That was it. Um, uh, look, you don't know what you're getting with Embiid, of course. He scored 40 in that game, too. I'm reading the line a little here. I like what I saw out of the Sixers. I would have, I think I would have loved a week ago to take the Hawks in game three, but I'm going Philly. Minus 116. Forget the points. May just be too much pressure for Atlanta and the Hunter injury and, you know, yeah. Maybe they're not as good as the Sixers. They really aren't. And we haven't seen the best version of Ben Simmons yet. He had four points. He only oh, took three shots, but brutally, uh, very, very weird. disappointing yeah. for the for the over prop betters for Ben Simmons. But I think the Sixers 
Um, wouldn't even be a surprise because they're favored. I think they take game three. Brother Bry, you're going against me. Head on here. I'm taking the Hawks plus one and a half. I don't really get the line. I mean, the, the Hunter news is really, I mean, it's terrible news for them, especially it's terrible news for my um, my Hawks bet to win the series here. But the Hawks have won 13 straight at home by an mm. average of 14 points per game. They're 11 and two in that span. The, the 76ers weren't great on the road this year. I think they only went, I think they were 17, 19 and two. But if not, you know, for as crazy as that game was, the 76ers had a big lead. If it wasn't for that great stretch by Shake Milton on Tuesday, they might yeah. be down, they might be down two nothing here. So a little disrespect for the Hawks, who have been so good at home to be getting a point and a half here. So I'm I'm definitely jumping on them. I was thinking of them for best bet even yeah. here, but uh I, I love them. You know, you got me thinking, I forgot. Are there Shake Milton props? There's not even Shake, he's not no. even on the board here. They're fan. not. No, oh, what would he have been? That would have been a good one to pound <laughs> the under there. We can't do it. All right. Uh, what do we do? Oh, brother Bry, uh, Parley Kid now. You like a you like a player prop over and rebounds for Harris. Yeah, uh Long Island zone, uh, Tobias Harris over seven and a half rebounds at plus one oh eight. Again, another plus uh line I'm giving out here. Harris uh in uh his last six is averaging ten rebounds a game. Mm. Uh, last game, he, he was a little on the lower side with six, but prior to that, 10-9, 13-13-9. Nine, been a pretty good rebounding machine for this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the seven and a half seems a little low. Again, you might find that fishy. I'm going with the trend for Harris. Like I said, he's averaged over 10 per game the last six games. He's plus 108 to go over seven and a half. Mm. Let's ride with uh, half Hollow Hills West zone. Tobias oh, Harris. it's HHH West. Wow, I didn't know that. All right, Harry. Clint Capella, also near and dear to your heart, your uh, defensive yeah. player of the year uh, candidate. He was like 150 to one odds, and and uh, he didn't win. But the anyway, yes, the odds Capella, were ridiculous. over 11 and a half boards. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take him over 11 and a half at minus 128. Uh, average over 14 for the season at home in the two playoff games. First, the Knicks, he had 15 and 12. And from April 1st, Till the end of the regular season, he averaged 15.7 rebounds per game, and that includes having 15 in just 17 minutes versus Philly uh, uh, in the last day of April. Big game for the big man at home, over 11.5 for Capella rebounds. All right, there you go. Hey, NBA MVP, uh, finals MVP odds are up there. Now, Kevin Durant is the favorite. Everybody loves Kevin Durant. Uh, and with good reason, he should be the favorite. He's the MVP of this series, so why shouldn't that continue? But I will say this about with the NBA MVP finals, it's not like hockey where, or and it's not like the NCAA tournament where every single year we're asking each other, wait, is this for the whole playoffs or is this for the final or is this for the last game? This is actually for the seven-game series finals, right? So um, you're yep. getting, uh, a guy just has to play his best in that series. So what do we have here? We have Kevin Durant is the favorite at plus 145, Donovan Mitchell plus 350, Kawhi Leonard plus 950, Booker 10 to 1, MB 10 to 1, Harden 16 to 1, and Chris Paul 18 to 1. Uh, all right, Harry, you like Durant. You like the favorite. Let's go with you first. Yeah, I'd love to take a Phoenix Sun here, but I'm going to take Durant, the favorite at plus 145. I know this is a chalk pick, but it's like the Tom Brady theory that I have, you know, it's always going to go to the best overall player on the team. It always mm. goes, doesn't always go to Brady, but it, sometimes he won it when he probably shouldn't have. 
Uh, if Brooklyn wins the championship, I think it's KD's MVP. Harden and Irving are not looking as good as KD in the playoffs right now. KD getting 32 uh, points a game, seven rebounds, shooting 55% from the field and 50% from three-point range. Hard to imagine that would change in the finals. KD at plus 145. All right, Paulie kid, you're going with a different Brooklyn net. Yeah, um, you know, if I'm going to roll, I would just go with the Nets plus 110 to win the whole thing then if I was mm-hmm. going to take Durant at plus 145 and then roll the dice on a guy like Kyrie who's 20 to 1 to win oh, MVP. Smart. His right? Is that does that sound good? Yep. His numbers are not far off Dur- uh, of Durant's and you know, right now he's still averaging 25, 6 and 5 for the playoffs. And yet, I don't think he's really hit his stride here yet. We've seen Kyrie have uh, some mega, you know, some superstar-like games this season, where he goes for thirty-five plus points. He goes off. I just, you know, I think anybody on this Nets team could get it. Why not take the guy at twenty to one? All right. Who really, uh, you know, I don't think Durant should be that much of a more of a favorite over Kyrie. There's not too much of a difference between the two players. All right, two Nets for you guys. I am going with the third net. Remember James Harden. Remember how he asked to get traded to this team and he demanded he got traded? Guess what? He's not going to sit out the finals. He made it, he turned this season on its head. He demanded to go to the Nets. He'll be better. And I think if he just puts up around his average, is that asking a lot if he gets 28 a game in four games that he wins MVP? 12 to 1 odds is crazy for what we assume will be a healthy James Harden. If he's not, it's 12 to 1 odds. I think he can get four 30-point games or slightly better. I think those are good odds. Um, you know, Durant, yes, plus 145. That's probably the way to go. But as the Parley Kid pointed out, might as well just take them at plus 115 or whatever they are to win the whole thing. Brother Bry, you are uh, considering a different team altogether, getting a lot of buzz lately. Yeah, no, I, I like the Kyrie pick. I like the Harden pick at those odds. But I also like Chris Paul at 18 to 1. Look, look, there's definitely some value. If you like the Suns at 6 to 1 to win it, I yep. think you have to like Paul at 18 to one. Look, first of all, mm-hmm. I guess I guess Paul is miraculously fine, right? No issues, completely healthy. Right. Uh, but Booker, 10 to one. I I don't know. In order for Booker to win this, he's got to average like 30, 35 a game. This would almost be if the Suns did pull this out, not saying that they necessarily will. I just say there's value here. But Paul, this is, would almost be like a career achievement award for Paul, even though it would just be one series. I And for them to beat a team like the Nets, Paul is going to have to just have a great it's they're going to have to rely on Paul to get these wins uh, regardless of how many points Booker's scoring. So again, if you like the Suns at six to one, I think you have to like Paul at 18 to one here. Where are you, Harry, with all these Suns MVPs? You could have taken Booker. You could have taken Paul. You didn't take any of these guys. I know. And like I said, I wanted (laughs) to. And Brian makes a great point about Paul. Uh, You know, Paul's never even made it to a conference championship, let alone an NBA championship. So it would be you know, sentimental sort of for him to maybe win it too. But Booker, of course, can go off at any time. But overall, still, just the Nets are a better team than everybody else. All right. uh, what did you give Harden at? Uh, 12 to 1, right? Did that he's change? He's actually 16 to 1 Oh, right look at yeah, that. 16 to 1. Oh, he's not playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, how crazy would this be? How crazy would this be if he didn't even get to play in the uh, finals? He has to play. I don't know. He'll play. He'll come in as a sixth man. All right, guys. It's fight night. Well, not just yet, but Saturday night, the can't miss rematch between Israel Adesanya and Marvin Vittori. UFC 263. Fandle giving you 30 to 1 odds on either fighter to win the main event. Well, one of them's going to win. 30 to 1 means you can win $150 
off a $5 bet. Place your first bet on the FanDuel Sportsbook app using promo code against all odds and get in on this incredible action. Then just sit back and watch the fist fly as Adesanya Vittori 2 Saturday. Yes, this Saturday, June 12th. FanDuel, your go-to for all sports bet. Always great promos, easy to use, safe and secure, and fast payouts. Don't forget, you can only get this offer on FanDuel Sportsbook app. So download it now and sign up using promo code against all odds so they know we sent you. That's FanDuel.com, promo code against all odds. Oh, we're going to ask. Yes, we're going to ask Tyron Woodley about this fight. And here he is right now. All right, here he is. Our guest today is one of the greatest welterweight champions in the history of the UFC. And on August 28th, he will knock Jake Paul out early in the first round because he knows any other result will ruin combat sports in the world at large. Tyron, the chosen one, Woodley is here. What's happening, Tyron? Hey, no pressure at all. No pressure at all. Just ruin the whole combat sport world. Um, I can't guarantee you the first round, but I guarantee you I'm trying to knock his head off. I'm excited about the fight. Yes. Um, taking on Jake Paul coming up, training my butt out. I'm still in Miami right now and I'm just preparing mentally and just making the uh, proper adjustments so I can go out there and do my thing. Okay, good. Listen, I love the attitude because I feel like you want to go in there and win. We've seen a few of these where the Pauls, whether it's Logan or Jake, their opponents are just kind of there for the ride. But I think you're different. And I, I really, I don't mean to put pressure on you, but you have the, a gigantic responsibility, like more than the president, more than uh, the makers of Pfizer and Moderna. <laughs> you have to destroy Jake and the Paul's honor to save pugilistic sports. Are you up to the challenge? Um, you know, I'm up to the challenge to go out there and knock them out. And I think that any other thing that I can hit with that same stone, if it's making somebody smile for seeing him finally get his butt whooped, um, or just putting the place, I um, mean, the combat sports back in his place, I'm down for either one. But in, in reality, I just learned a long time ago when I just focus just on the performance, just on the uh, preparation and going out there and putting it on when it's time to, when all the lights are showing, that solves all problems. So. I'm not really taking the pressure of everybody wanting me to see him get beat up. If I had a dollar for every time someone said, you have to knock this kid out, I mm -hmm. think I would surpass, uh, surpass Elon Musk. Oh, good, good. Well, I'll send you uh, many nice. dollars if you do it. How, how's that <laughs> for that? But did, did you watch the Floyd Mayweather-Logan Paul fight? What did you, th I, I don't even know. Like, can you train for one brother versus the other? There's, there's so little tape on these guys, right? Or how, how do you prepare in, in watching tape? You know, it, it's tough because when I looked at um, Logan fight, you know, I would have never expected him to be able to hang with Floyd like that. I mean, obviously, he's, uh, he's like 35 pounds heavier. But when you look at, you know, his ability to just keep coming forward and, and trying to press somebody that's done what Floyd's done in the sport of boxing is crazy. And, you know, he looked like he was getting a little bit fatigued halfway through the fight, found a second win, came back out there and tried to finish off strong. So I think for Logan, it was more of a um, – it was more of a money grab for Floyd. He probably didn't need the money, but if he's out there just dangling around, he's just snatching the low-hanging fruit. That's right. what put him in the position because he's done this so many times and won so many fights against Hall of Famers and made so much money in the sport that now paying him, you know, multiple, multiple eight, nine, ten, eleven figures makes sense. And Logan, now his stock has jumped all the way through the roof. Yeah. Now, Roy Jones Jr. says that Jake Paul could definitely beat you. I'm thinking maybe you should also fight Roy Jones Jr., who <laughs> all, it really, for someone who doesn't take an exhibition seriously, Roy Jones Jr. has a lot of nerve. You know, um, Roy Jones Jr., I like Roy Jones Jr. I'm a big fan of his. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, some people just 
saying what they see and saying what they think they see. That's not what anybody's going to see. Come August 28th, they're going to see him laying on the canvas and me walking away. Like, that's what I'm supposed to do. Good. But, you know, every everybody don't want to agree on the same thing. Sometimes you got always got that devil advocate or that person that want to go outside the grand of what everybody else is saying. And guess what? Now we're talking about it. So, you know, I kind of put things in perspective. You know, sometimes people want to stay in the mix. If everybody's saying the same thing, the person that says something different is going to get the, the click. I like it. I love it. I feel you're you're serious about this. And we have we didn't get that out of Ben Askren. We didn't get that out of, uh, you know, even Floyd. Uh, like you said, he was counting his money. He was telling us how much money he made before the fight, which was getting me crazy. Um, what do you do? What, are you going to be wearing a, a even more expensive Pokemon card around your neck when you come to the ring? Or did, have you thought about that yet? You know, no, I'm not going to be wearing a Pokemon. But I got I got a couple bells and whistles on my some good surprises. But um, oh, good. I'm trying to I'm trying to get some of the some of those things ironed out now so I don't have to focus and I don't have to worry about it and I can just focus on the fight and training and preparation. So, you know, I'm going to have fun with it as well. I love it. I want to talk about your amateur wrestling career because you uh, you have some wrestlers on here, some high school and college wrestlers. You were a two-time All-American at Missouri. Uh, now, I use it. Well, first of all, I want I want to ask you, does it get you angry that, you know, you wrestled all your life and now you fight in the UFC and it seems like everyone's got wrestling background now or they've gotten to a point where they they can't be taken down or it's really difficult to take them down. Like even the grapplers and even the strikers are decent wrestlers now. Is that frustrating to you? No, not really. You know, it's just it's just the, the evolution of the sport. You know, I was a the wrestler coming in the sport and I had to adopt, you know, the striking. And right. The strikers had to adapt to the, being able to stop the person from taking them down because if you can't stop a wrestler from taking you down and they can outstrike you and you're the striker, you're in for a world of hurt. So you'll see a lot of fighters where, you know, their base is jiu-jitsu, but they may not even go for a, a submission entire fight because they're so comfortable with their striking. Or a guy like me that was an NCAA All-American wrestler, but mostly I'm known for knocking people out. So that's what put me wrestling and even put me in this boxing fight. Mm. You know, boxing in MMA put me in this boxing fight. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm known for actually passing gas in a wrestling match to try to defeat my opponent, and it didn't work. <laughs> have you have you ever hey, uh, gone to those tactics? Yeah, you know, I, if it, whatever it takes, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I didn't find out I was lactose until college, so I was drinking gallons of milk just thinking that all of a sudden I was going to get these. Remember the Strong Bone commercials? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, I could have smashed all this milk. <laughs> all these muscles, right? But meanwhile, I was setting the, you know, myself up to be a weapon of mass destruction. I was farting, and I thought, I thought everybody could just fart at will. So at the end of the day, I, I feel your pain. Uh, the lactose could make me, you know, lethal. I love it. Now the parlay kid, I don't know if you can see him. He's probably the most accomplished wrestler out of all of us. But he lost a match to a blind opponent. And he yeah. still hasn't gotten over it 35 years later. Have you, did you ever wrestle a, a blind opponent? You know what? I wrestled a deaf opponent one time and mm -hmm. I just remember, you know, thinking to myself, man, I'm sorry, but man, I got to do it to you because at the end of the day, I watched you, I looked over and the guy before took him lightly and got pinned by him. So I'm like, no, because you had to keep contact at all times. Mm -hmm. So I went ahead and did my thing, pinned him real quick. <laughs> and I kept contact and I was like, good job, man. And I was out. So I was going for the win no matter what. <laughs> That's great. What do you think? This might be too broad of a question, but what do you think is easier or the better path to have uh, 
a lot of wrestling background and no striking ability or little striking ability or to have mostly striking ability and no wrestling background? What suits, uh, what's a better uh, formula to doing well in the UFC? If you can eventually even those things out. You know, when I started to sport, I would have said a lot of wrestling and then a little bit of striking because wrestlers got the mentality and they drill over and over and over again. That's how you become a good wrestler. Mm -hmm. That's why they call it chain wrestling. So many different blocks and chains. And I go Mm -hmm. for this takedown. He defends this direction. I go this way. He defends that direction. So you got so many compartments. And then when you get into that compartment, now I'm going to finish the takedown with a double leg. I'm going to finish with a double leg on my head on this side or that side. So, so many different things that you got to learn. We right. take the same mindset into boxing, kickboxing, defense with motion. So, we're not afraid to do something a thousand times a week to make sure that we can do it one time well in the fight. Um, now, to be honest, if, you, if you're a powerful striker and you're athletic and you get a great strength and conditioning person, you know how to explode, recover, explode, recover, keep range, stop the shot, you're going to do way better than just somebody that has a lot of wrestling background. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. That's a good answer. Um, the sport's the sports, sports super fast. Like, these guys are pushing hard and fast almost for the whole 15 to 25 minutes straight. Well, I should ask you, because there's a fight this weekend that kind of lends itself to what we're talking about here. Vittori and Adesanya, they fought in 2018. Uh, Adesanya held on for a split decision. Adesanya better on his feet. Vittori could have his way with him on the mat. Which way are you leaning for this one? No, it's almost exactly what I just said. When you think about you know, Vittori, he's more like a Sean Shirt, which mm-hmm. was the, like the lightweight champion years and years back when I was coming up. And he was just a trained, he was sharp. He was a wrestler. He had decent striking, but it was mostly just about aggression. Um, but when you look at Stobbender, he's more like um, he's really fluent. He's really um, metaphorical. He kind of switches his stances, you know, use different attacks, sets, traps. Those are people trying to it's a mind game. It's not about how hard you punch. It's about setting somebody up, trapping them, getting them to um, take the bait and kind of sniping them. So it's kind of hard to, to think that uh, Israel Adesanya won't take it home. He had a huge opponent in Paulo Costa, which is like super powerful power puncher. And he used finesse and he found a way to clip him and uh, get the shot. I think mentally, emotionally with this fight, this kid has, you know, had a, a fight that some people thought he won. This is a chance for Israel Asanya to kind of shut him up and, uh, you know, take it to him. So I don't know. I'm not the hugest Izzy fan, but, you know, I'm a fan of his fight style. I'm a fan of, you know, uh, what he's done in the sport in a short period of time. Really tough to pick against him. All right. Anybody have any questions for Tyron? I, I'm, I'm so excited for this bat. I feel like we, we still have to wait two months, but I really want it to happen. This I know weekend. I'm excited too, but, you know, I'm just building the foundation, building the base, you know, so when it's yeah. time to go full flesh training camp, Pew, yeah, no, don't try to so compete I got with me, question. Tyron. I'm, I'm more excited about the fight than you are. Please, let's no. <laughs> like go ahead, ask him a question. Yeah, uh, Tyron, um, if this fight was in the octagon uh, and you were under MMA rules, like how long would this last? Would this even go a minute if you were able to use your wrestling skills rather than say and your striking skills? Does this go, does this fight against Paul go more than say a minute, two minutes? You take care of him pretty his, his chances are better in the boxing fight than uh, I mean actually his chance, I think his chances are better in the MMA fight because he really? has a little wrestling background and then you know anybody can grab and clinch and keep it close and you know, I mean uh, keep the, you know always go back to another clinch and going for a shot or staying glued to you is what we call it. So when you stay glued to your opponent, it's very hard to get knocked out. It's very hard for them to find your your chin and get close enough. 
but it landed that perfect punch. So I think he could do that for, you know, a couple of minutes and try to run around. I think the ability to do that in, in boxing is way different because you got a referee there every single time. Mm. They're very quick to break and you right back on it. And MMA, they'll let you work a little bit because it may be, may be in my best interest to work real hard at this takedown because if I can get him to the ground, oh, he's known for this. Oh, crap, he's on the ground. Now, now the submission artist top is his best position, right? So the referee, I mean, the referees are starting to learn that. The judges are starting to learn that. And a fighter that, you know, like a Damian Meyer or something like that, they may be given a lot of time because people know how important it is if they get that uh, fight to the ground. All right, now, listen, with all due respect, this is how I would have answered that question. I would have said, Parlay Kid, it doesn't matter if this fight is in the boxing ring or the octagon. It's not no, lasting I'll more than a minute I'm like, either people, way. People thinking, people thinking that he, um, if it was MMA, I would do it faster. And what I'm saying is that he had a better chance in MMA than he has a dozen boxing. Yeah, I know. Today, you I know, know what I mean? A lot of people that think he has zero chance, <laughs> he got negative 12 right now. I got another question, Sal, if I, Go if I may. Yeah, jump in. I, I could ask about 100 questions. What's your walking around weight? Like, what do you weigh, like, uh, you know, right now, before you start training? What, I weigh, like, weight 205 at? right now. Wow. Um, the heaviest I've ever been is 208, man. I'm a big welterweight, so we fighting at 190, so it'd be, like, 192, depending on where it's commissioned at. <laughs> Is so that for it? me not to have to cut all that weight is going to be a blessing. I think I'll be right. more energetic so, so for the fight. Somebody like you not. saying, like, I got to cut 20 pounds. That's like nothing, right? You're used to cutting like 35, 40 pounds at 35 times. pounds, yeah. But I feel like I'll be did, more closer to 10, 10 to 12 pounds. Are you, are you cutting, were you cutting more weight at, at, in the UFC than you were like <clears throat> at Missouri? Like at, because of so fewer weight classes, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I was, I was. Oh um, yeah, I was cutting. I was still cutting like twenty pounds in Missouri. I was actually too much. Um, mm -hmm. Ben Ashman was a weight above me, but he was lighter than me. So at the end of the, uh, my career, I'm like, why didn't we just switch weight classes? Man? I don't know. I <laughs> was gonna so I'm like, no, nah, I didn't fucking want to wrestle one sixty five, dog. Like, I weighed one eighty five. I was shredded like a uh, damn Julian salad, and you would just walk around <laughs> eating spaghetti and shit, and like never had to cut weight. Yeah, and he was he he competed better. He beat guys that I didn't beat. So if I would have went up to one seventy four, I probably would have won the NCAA. The, the, the division yeah. I was in was way harder than Ben's division. Ben was beating the guys I lost to, so we both could have won it. What we was your food of choice? If, if if you'd cut weight, you'd win a big match. You have a couple days. You got like a week before your next big match. What would what were you excited to eat right after after a big win, knowing that okay, you could gain pasta. a couple? Pasta, yeah. pasta, chicken, some fried. Cause yeah. We didn't know nutrition, man. We was eating bagels and fucking dry ass protein bars, <laughs> or apple, and two cap fills of Pedialyte. The motherfucking uh, smash, smash banana, um, smash banana like applesauce. Like we didn't have nothing. No nutrition was down. I love it. That's what Harry's doing right now. The applesauce in the squeeze bottle. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, for the kids. Brian, you got something? <laughs> yeah, Tyron, do you have uh, your sparring partners lined up yet? Or, uh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to land at the, the primary location for the camp. And then after that, then probably whoever the coach is going to lead it, most likely will align the sparring partners. And so what What do you look? I mean, you look uh, size-wise very similar, right? So he, he uh, Very similar. Somebody yeah. that got power, somebody that's going to brawl, but also somebody that's durable. They got to be able to get beat on a little bit because – but this fight, you can't just go really, really, really light mm -hmm. on everyone in training and then go out here and think you're going to turn up in a fight. So 
a lot of heavy bag work, a lot of combinations, somebody that can take the punches, but also going to push me down and make it annoying and frustrate me yeah. and do unorthodox stuff so I don't get flustered in the fight. Right. All right, Harry, go ahead. I, I may regret this, but go ahead. Ask questions. <laughs> no, I just said if you needed a sparring partner, I'm uh, I'm available. Stop. Yeah. So oh, man, I, I punch you in the stomach, in the back, <laughs> the back of the head. Do it. Back of the neck. Tyron, you, the head, you can't. You, need to do to get this you, can, you can't tell how fat Harry is in the video, yeah. but yeah, he's pretty much. So. <laughs> yeah, Tyron, you can't hit him in the back of the neck. He really doesn't have it. <laughs> so yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> but it's just letting me know that he wants me to win. So that's right. I that's exactly it. right. Well, we all want you to win. You know, you're nicknamed the chosen one, but I'm telling you, let's name you Tyron Moderna Woodley because you are going to save the world. You're going <laughs> to knock Jake Paul out so fast and so hard. Logan Paul's going to be like, oh, I want no part of this. Logan Paul's illegitimate kids are going to be like, no, 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 no. We're not getting involved in the in the fight game either. A lot of weight on your shoulders here, Tyron. All right. <laughs> He's I'm up to the guy. challenge. I love it. August 28th, right? Hope. <laughs> he's the dingleberry there you go <laughs> <laughs> right there and we'll celebrate with applesauce and milk afterwards right there on showtime <laughs> august 28th thanks for coming on and good luck tyron thank you thanks, thank tyron. you good luck uh, all right well, now i feel good great. about this i feel good about this we're gonna bet him we're gonna bet great. everything we can on him right it was great oh, it was, it was great. really good wow it was great um, yeah, I was gonna tell him like I'm I'm gonna have so much money on him. I'm I'm gonna jeez, I'm gonna regret it, aren't I? All right, guys, he's a lot of fun. I think he's I think he's focused. I don't know. Maybe if we interviewed Ben Askren, he would have been just as confident. But uh, but I feel something different with Tyron Woodley. What about you, Bry? No, I like what he had to say. I mean, I'm I'm pretty confident. I'm gonna have a lot of money on him. I, I've already lost a lot of money on Pauls. Actually, I think I did. I bet. Jeez, I think I bet again. Did I bet against Jake Paul? Again, with Nate Robinson, even Jesus Christ. Um, I know. So, I know these fights. I mean, this is different. This is different. <clears throat> I mean, a, a, a real fighter, a guy who could throw some punches. Um, it's going to be interesting, though, because we've said before, like, Jake Paul's, I mean, uh, they're pretty good. I mean, we can't say they're they're horrible. So, right. Um, but I do feel confident I'm going to have a ton of money on this, especially Woodley seemed like a great guy. So definitely I'll put even more on him. There you go. I, I was shocked at his uh, answer regarding the MMA. I thought he would have said, look, if I'm in the ring with him, I can wrestle. And every, I, I was I'll surprised too. like, I'll, I'll choke him out in like 30 seconds. It's I, over. I, I figure he would just right? shoot on him, right? You shoot on him immediately. And uh, then just know. pound him. Like, I know, I know he's got a little bit of a wrestling bag, but I would just think as an all American wrestler, but, yeah, I, I like this answer. He was great. Uh, he was great. Really good. I like when he said he wanted to punch Harry in the back of the neck. That was my favorite part. <laughs> and in the stomach. <clears throat> yes, in the stomach too. All right, let's go to Sharp Tank, uh, brother Bry. Did you win your? Uh, you you had no. a WNBA, right? No, lost. I've lost three in a row on WNBA. <laughs> Actually, right, although I, you, I I did win like my real bets last night. I I did win both my WNBA games last night. Real bets never count. But Brian, you like this uh, Adesanya Vittori fight to go the distance. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. I like, uh, let me just double check here for these odds, but yeah, I do like it. It's plus it's minus minus one twenty two, I believe to go the distance here. Hmm. I mean, look, the first fight was, you know, a really close fight. A lot of people thought Vittori even won this fight. I know it was years ago. You know, it was a couple of years ago. It seems like it was yesterday already, but Vittori is a guy who, you know, we did this the last time Vittori fought Holland too, maybe even Hermanson, but Vittori's just a guy who's known to go the distance, right? Vittori mm -hmm. himself's never, Love he, he's never been stopped. 
eight of his last nine fights have gone the distance. His, his two five-round fights against Holland and Hermanson in the main events both went the distance. I think this, you know, this is going to be a fight where I think Vittori for, I think you're going to see Vittori probably for one or two of the rounds, at least maybe control it on the ground, maybe early it's in terms of wrestling, especially after Izzy's last fight. So I think he'll be smart about it. I think both guys are going to be kind of smart and cautious early on. And I, I think this goes the distance here. So at minus 122, I like that. All right. So you say he, he at least gets a few takedowns here and we, we yeah, sucks definitely. up some time. Yep. Yeah. All right, sure. Harry, you were the winner, the sole winner on Sharp Tank on Tuesday. You had the yeah. Suns minus six. Uh, right. That was for last night. And uh, yeah, not really in question for most of the game. What do you like uh, tonight? Yeah, now I've hit uh, six of my last eight Sharp Tanks, according mm. to our pal, Chris H., and I'm gonna actually go a little bit, a little bit against the Suns in Game Three, wow. where I take the Denver Nuggets in the first half on the money line. Look, uh, the Nuggets were ahead of one of the two games in Phoenix, but basically lifeless in both games. Head coach Mike Malone basically called out his team after Game Two. Michael Malone. Michael Malone. You can get in trouble for saying Mike. Uh, well, still called out his team <laughs> after Game Two, and. Uh, trying to pump them up uh, for game three in Denver. I don't know, maybe it's the altitude, but Denver was winning in all three games at half uh, against Portland at home in their first series. And before that, their last six regular season games were winning at home at halftime. Not saying Phoenix is going to lose this game, but Denver shows up at least in the first half and gets it done, makes it seven in a row. That would actually make 10 in a row for them at home in the first half. All right. Yeah, that poor like uh, that. reporter has called him Mike Malone, and he's like, my name is Michael. I mean, I definitely, the next time I would have bounced back with, I would have called him Mikey Meatballs Malone or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think he apologized after that. He's got bigger things to worry about here. All right. Nuggets first half for Harry Moneyline. Parley Kid, you had the Hurricanes. They let you down. Uh, a lot a lot of people down in that the Tampa Bay, and now uh, Tampa Bay plays the Islanders. Who are you going with for Sharp Tank? Oh yeah, that was that was a rough one. Uh, so sharp tank. I am gonna go. I'm gonna stick with the NHL, and I'm gonna go with the Avs tonight at plus one eighteen mm. on the money line mm. over the Vegas Knights. Um, I don't think the, the Avs are too good here to, to not force a game seven. I know they're gonna be playing uh, in Vegas. That crowd is going to be nuts, but I, the Avs will not go quietly. Sal, they've uh, they've been very good to me this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Worked good to me the other night when I had them. Uh, I think I had a minus one and a half on uh, my extra points pick. Uh, but oh, actually no, I picked them on the the pod actually. Yeah. Uh, as well, when we talked to NHL the other, and they were up two nothing going into the third. Uh, I think the Avs find a way to win this one plus one eighteen. Let's let's good. So right. I hope that happens. Bri- yeah, Brian, remember I, I feel like uh there haven't been too many of those. Like last year, the year before, or probably the two two years ago, we would take the team down two in the playoffs. And uh there, there were a lot of comebacks, a lot more comebacks. Everything seems tight. Remember that? This year. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Sal. yeah, yeah, you're we're, right. yeah, we're yeah we would live we would live bet these teams down two goals and they'd be like plus three fifty, and it would almost always go to overtime. But uh by the way, yeah, we, well, it's funny that you say that, right? Because we haven't seen that we haven't seen that really in hockey right. too much this season. We haven't seen it in the NBA, right? We've maybe seen what one, you know, one or two comebacks. I mean, there's been a couple, but I felt like there used to be a lot more. Yeah. It seems like these games are blowouts and finishing that way. Yeah. I like this pick, Darren, that you just made about as much as I liked your uh, 
uh, Atlanta over Philly for the well, race because to because they're an underdog. <laughs> they're an underdog. Harry. You're all over Obviously, the you're all over the you're nights a couple giving, of ga- you're all over the right. nights a couple games ago. Well, there's but I've I've accept but I've have you listened to what I said? They're yeah, both but Colorado great teams. down two nothing, then they come back and and lose the game three two. They got nothing going to Vegas. A place is going to be a zoo. Well, why don't you bet? Why isn't your Sharp Tank Vegas then, Harry? Because my uh, right. stats my stats are good for the uh, Nuggets instead. Hey, huh? Brian, you know this as well as I do. Harry used to kill me if I put a parlay together with two favorites. Right. This guy's giving oh. out minus 220s. Yeah. Every single pick he gives out now is like minus <laughs> Not one. Not even close. Yeah. No, Brian, somebody back me up on this. Right. is true. This is true. I'm looking back. There's Harry, a lot. Harry There's has a, lot. a good, Harry set a good record with his minus Wait a minute. Time out. How about, how about it? By the way, in my six out of seven stretch run on my videos, how about my. I got no credit from anybody on my Scotland at plus 185 over Luxembourg. Who cares? Because we don't even know if that game was played. What, what kind of credit <laughs> you want? We know it was played. one nothing Scotland. Hey, but on, a, on another note, so we got to hope that these uh, Bucks, Nets, and uh, Phoenix uh, and the Nuggets series, there's a couple uh, that go a little further because those are the scheduled games for next Tuesday. For oh, the race really? To 10, right? Oh, so yeah, we got to yeah, yeah. make sure that that we get there right now, right? We got to make sure there's that, those I mean, series could, could be over by the weekend. I, I think they could, right? Wow. Or right. is that the fourth game? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm not uh, sure. Uh, no, no. Cause oh, yeah. uh, those are game yeah. five. Yeah. That's Sun- game five. Yeah. All right. Someone, someone will win one. You're someone right. Will, somebody yeah. will come through. All right. Baby right. face. Joel Solomon, uh, jump in here. What you have? Some, you have something to say. You know, Harry is right. He's, uh, I believe, six out of seven on his last video picks. But this is why Harry learned you go with your head and not your heart, because he texted me after the Brittany Griner pick that he actually liked the wings, but he didn't want to. Oh, yeah, Brittany. it's always something. No. It's always yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Both sides of the fence. Always yeah. both sides of the fence. Yeah, he actually <laughs> he actually liked Estonia versus Scotland, but he went with Scotland, too. But you don't hear about that. Right, right, All right, so. Yeah, because Luxembourg has an X in their name, too. Avs plus 118. Parley kid. (laughs) Harry's got the Nuggets first half money line. Brother Bri, Adesanya Vittori to go the distance. All right, Harry, I'll jump on with you because you're hot, unless you tell us uh, uh, afterwards that you actually didn't like the Nuggets first half. Joel, keep us abreast of that. If if Harry texts you that he actually... doesn't like the Nuggets and likes uh, who, who, who I don't even know who the hell they're playing. The Suns? Uh, instead, let's uh, I need to know about that. But for now, Harry, I'm jumping on you. Sharp Tank, right. Nuggets, first half, money line. I just feel like these other teams can't dictate the pace against um, against the superior Jazz and superior Suns. But let's take a look. You know, there there is the always the possibility that these teams come out Cold. We do see a lot of two for 16s, Bry, and teams either recover from that or don't. All right. Uh, good point, bad point. Joel, jump in. What was the best point of the day? I got to go with my good point today with Harry. I don't care if you call him Kawhi, you call him Leonard, but he's definitely scoring more points than Paul George because hmm. – I mean, Harry brings up a a good point. Like many people who've moved to the Midwest from California, Paul George might have been an Indiana 10, but in L.A., he's a seven. (laughs) He is right now. This poor guy's got all the confidence of Harry asking one of our guests a question. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Well, you know what? If that's the case, we're we're all over Leonard tonight. Oh, Uh, shoot. Yeah. uh, (laughs) You mean Kawhi? (laughs) 
Yeah, well, I mean, Kawhi, four for 17, Paul George last game. He's got to step it up. Shit. All right, bad point. Jim Cunningham. Harry did go back after I taught him last episode to say Kawhi. Okay. He, he did go back into Leonard after that rant, and <laughs> I, it did make me a little confused. Just hearing, like, George and Leonard, Leonard, George, George, and Lenny, I thought he was uh, reading Of Mice and Men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. No, no, I could Harry play Lenny, is. I think, right? Uh, I could probably play Lenny, right? Uh, yeah, you're Jim. our new Leonard. Yeah. All right, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Polly Kid, you're at the Chalk Talker. At the Chalk Talker, Sal. Uh, big weekend of sports. The UFC card is a, a real good one. Mm-hmm. Don't forget Moreno versus Figueredo. That's a uh, barn burner, too. Um, See, so yeah, I think there's some uh, upsets. We didn't talk about North Nate Diaz. Diaz. Does he have a shot? Nate, Nate Diaz? Uh, I don't think so. Before. I think Leon well, Edwards is going to... Uh, how is he and, such you know, an underdog like that? I know he hasn't fought minus five hundred, but the I would Huge. that's the problem. Yeah, it's it's the number the number that uh, you're laying there on Edwards is incredible. Right, I can't believe it. That's high. That's uh, it's, it's almost minus five hundred. Right, is it I saw minus, minus five hundred somewhere. Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly that's, that's that's ridiculous. All right, uh, brother Bry, you're at the brother Bry. At the brother Bry, our, bro- our buddy Chris likes Diaz, but I do have a lot of money or big parlays riding on Edwards from months ago against <laughs> Diaz, which I think Parley Kid does too. Same, same. Um, yes. So I have yeah, two different parlays riding on him. So yeah, great, great UFC card. It feels like it's been a while. I don't know. I even though we had a, we just had a UFC card. That card was terrible. So. It seems like we've had a while while since a, a big card here, but this is a really good one. So we got some good UFC for, fights coming up this summer. We have uh, we have Wilder Fury in the summer. We have Lomachenko's fighting uh, Lopez. Like there's some good good fights, UFC and boxing, all yep. over the place. Uh, the Chalo brothers are, are have decent fights, I think. All right, Harry, you're at AAO, Harry. Yeah, just going to uh, probably chill at home for the weekend, watch games. That's about it. Now, the, the boxing, or, sorry, the UFC, it's in, at, in Phoenix, right? Is it in Phoenix? I'm not oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's Glen, 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 Glendale. Are Glendale? you going? Oh. You, you going, Harry? You going to wear your gorilla uh, maybe, costume? Maybe, maybe Jim Cunningham can uh, pull some strings for me and get me some tickets. <laughs> Jim, will you do that? Yeah, Jim, you have some really good uh, UFC connections. I do. I have great connections. I know I'm not going to do that. <laughs> there you go why'd i even ask i know it's good a hard no is as good as a is better than a maybe harry there you go uh, all right jim you the eyes are ones um people could hit you on twitter yes sir at jim cunningham the eyes are one all right and joel you've got grail you're going all over the country selling and buying t-shirts anything to update us on that uh no updates but it would be great to get parlay kid into that Nassau Coliseum for an Islander game, and uh, we have to make that happen. Yeah. All right. Well, where the hell are we going to get six hundred dollars? That's a baby problem. doll. <laughs> baby doll. Uh, oh, if he, if yeah. He get just, me yeah. into that Coliseum. Maybe we'll Jerry, get it. I mean, let's, go. let's be honest. Jerry, he didn't bring Parlay Kid to a Knicks game. The the least he can do is get him Islander ticket. Jerry Ferrara. Yeah. All right. If you're listening, Jerry, jump in there. Come on, Kevin Connolly. Where are you? Let's That's go. true. That's true. All yeah. right. Well, uh, lay heavy on the abs plus 118, and maybe you'll have uh, some scratch to to send the uh, Coliseum's way. There you go. Uh, thank you, Spaghetti. Thank you, Meatballs, for joining. Uh, hit me at the Cousin Sal. Oh, my book. You can't lose them all. Buy it for Father's Day. If you go to Amazon, you go to barnesandnoble.com, or just go to the store, you'll get it in plenty of time for next Sunday. Is that Father's Day? Yes. We have uh, about nine days, I think. So do that. Uh, 
Yes. So for the degenerate trifecta, babyface Joel Solomon and heel producer Jim Cunningham, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping.